How are you today? So good to be here with you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, hello, good morning for you as well. Uh, my name is Danny. I'm part of the leadership team of this local church, and we are now uh, about to share the God's word. And I want to invite you to put your heart here in the scriptures, and I know God will speak with you. We are ending a series of teachings with this name behind me, Devotion. And we are talking about devotion to the scriptures, to the Bible this morning. Before we jump to the text and for the, the, the teaching, uh, I just want to say welcome for you if you are just visiting for the first, second, third time, but also to give a welcome to this dear friend. We are hosting a dear friend at home. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, that you should be always um, hospital, to have hospitality because even without knowing, you can receive angels at your home. And for me these days, they have been very special for my family. I have Breno with us, that guy. Uh, Breno is a pastor, missionary, traveling the world, uh, working with business people, and also in a mission, engaged in a mission, and all the provocations for my family, for my girls. Uh, Breno is provoking me to be more like Jesus, and is, is, is really a blessing to have him. He lives in Malaga, and I hate him because of this. Uh, tomorrow he's returning to Malaga. And Breno have been everywhere on the planet, I don't know. Many different nations helping the persecuted church as well, in Iran as well, working with our brothers over there. So we have a lot to chat after the service. And now I want to invite you to open your Bible in Second Timothy 2. Timothy uh, chapter 3, and before we go to the text... I just want to talk with you. Uh, you know, we are, we are in a different moment. All this cultural change in our society. So in the 60s, our society was heavily under this influence of Christian values. I'm not saying it was a Christian society, but we had Christian values and family and all of this. And then we have many cultures. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, it's working? Yeah, okay. Now we have a society very different, alien to Christian values. If you talk with the guys, and, and people, they don't believe in the Bible. And in and, and your workplace, and your university, or your friends, if you say something for people, for example, oh, so the Bible says, they say, ah, yeah, okay, it's your faith, it's your point of view, it's your perspective, I respect that, but I don't believe in the Bible. And then it's very, how can I say, comfortable and easy to speak about the Bible for someone with the same faith as us. But outside, in our everyday life, people that we have around us, they don't have the same faith, they don't believe in the same values. And then we have a different society. Just some numbers. Uh, in 19... I cannot move. Okay. <laughs> um, British people describing themselves as no religion at all. I'm not saying not Christians, 
and saying not religion, it's just increasing and growing, growing. 2015, 48%, 49. And, and now we have more than a half of the country saying they have no religion. This is our society now. Uh, and the key places of the society, business, journalism, politics, science, we are we don't have strong Christian values or believers. Those who are supposed to be an influence in the society with God's teaching, with God's principle, they are not there. So we are increasing in this atheist era in our society. And mainly between 18 and 24 years old, 71% of they say they have no religion in 2016. So your friends, guys, at school or university, how can you stand and say, oh, but the Bible, I believe in this kind of world. And now the problem is, instead those who are Christians make the difference in business and university and men and arts and science instead make the difference they are becoming equal and the same we are seeing a generation as well of Christians coming weekends for the church but in daily life I think this is my new microphone thank you let me switch off this one don't look to my belly okay. thank you. hello hello yeah okay and as far as I know I cannot touch here right but they'll feel excited in the middle of the sermon, so you help me, guys. So, uh, in these key places, sometimes we are coming for church, like our church, all the churches in England, and weekends, but then in the daily life, between Sundays, we are having decisions, taking decisions, raising kids, doing family style, lifestyle, in the same way as not Christians. We are having decisions in the same way as not Christians. We have a generation of Christians not making the difference. And the Bible has a name for this. The name is apostasy. And what that means, the, the root of this word comes from the military uh, environment. So when the Roman soldier used to go out to fight a war and, and to defend his king or kingdom, at some point this Roman soldier, he could cross the line joined to the enemy army and shoot, shooting against his own army. It was a treason. And this word apostasy means this. When churches don't believe in the Bible, churches who don't agree with the Bible, churches who doesn't preach the Bible or teach the Bible, but they call themselves Christian churches. And we have a generation of new Christians who don't love the Bible, don't agree with the Scripture, don't believe the Scripture is the Word of God, and they are shooting against other churches. And we have all fancy names for this. Some you call liberals, some you call conservatives, some are, but have this salad and this mix in our society. Let's see what the Bible says about this. I have four uh, reasons why. We do believe in the Bible. Let's go for the text. All scripture is God's breath and useful for. Number one, teaching. Two, rebuking. Oh, we don't like this. Correcting. Ah, we don't like this as well. 
So teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoughtfully, thank you, equipped for every work. Not only the work that I enjoy, every work. So Lord Jesus, we are here in this Sunday morning with our Bibles open, but also with our hearts open to, uh, to you. Feel free here, Lord Jesus, and among us. Speak with us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Four main reasons why we do believe in the Bible. And let's go for the first one. Number one, the direct claims of the Bible. The Bible claims to be the Word of God. The Bible explains itself. When we are saying that God breathed out. In another uh, translation says that the Bible or the scriptures, is, it was inspired by God. So this is important because this word, this blowing this wind is the same word in English for spirit. So what the text that we read says, all scripture is from God. The text is not saying all the authors or the writers of the Bible, they came from this God. It's saying the text, the scriptures, the teachings, everything that we have there in the text in other words, the Bible is saying God is the main author of the scriptures. He is the source of the scriptures. That's why I believe that in our book, in this book you have in your phone, in your lap, in your chat, is not only a book that contains the word of God. It is the word of God. So the Bible explains saying this is, the scripture is the word of God. And then, yes, God used man to be the writers, the authors of the Bible. So the first one is level the Bible, uh, the direct claims of the Bible. Second, and now I would like you to take notes. And if you're watching this, you can send this or you can take notes and talk with your friend at school, university. The perfect unity of this book. The perfect unity of this book. Now I'm going to ask you, excuse me, to read something here for you. We've got all this diversity of the book, of the authors, of the literature, of the plays. Of this same book you have in your hands. Now, we have 66 books uh, in a time of 15 or 1600 years um, of time, 40 authors, three continents, three languages, diversity of the authors. We have two kings, three priests, one physician. Two fishermen, two shepherds, one former Pharisee, two statesmen, one tax collector, one military general, one scribe, one cupbearer, one goat herder or shepherd. We have the diversity of the literature, the style which they wrote the Bible. We've got narrative, poetry, prophecy, proverb, parable, gospel, epistle, allegory, songs, legal writings. We have different places, Sinai Desert, the Palace of Jerusalem, the Cave in Judea, the Palace of Shushan, beside the River of Babylon, the land of Egypt, Macedonia, Greece, Rome, in a barren island known as, uh, as a Patmos. 
and have all the diversity in many parts. 3,000 different cast members in the storyline of the Bible. 1,189 chapters, 31,000 verses, requiring 700,000 words, containing 3 million and a half of letters. <laughs> and despite all this complex diversity, this same book you have in our hands talks about one plan of salvation. One problem for the humankind, one solution for this, one main person. There is no book like the Bible. There is no book like the scriptures. So this perfect unity of the scriptures, you, we don't have this in any other place. What I'm trying to say, in England, we have something around 181 district councils. It's like, let me put it this way. If each one of these places sent to London in a train, different stones, you were digging different stones. We've got marble, granite, limestone, sandstone, all these kind of stones in different shapes, square, rectangle, cylinder, cubic, cubic. And then we have all of these in London. And suddenly when we put these stones together, they interface together, perfectly and then we have uh, uh, the Queen Victoria Memorial outside of Buckingham Palace. Everything perfect, without a gap, without a flaw. How can we do this? The, the reasonable explanation would be, okay, we have behind the scenes a great engineer, a great artist, someone putting together every color, every piece, and then we have this mosaic and this harmony in the whole book. God is the source of the scripture. It's like we have an explosion, some printing shop here, and all the letters come to the ground. And, and, and when you put together, they have the Oxford English Dictionary, perfect in alphabet, alphabetic order, without misspelling words. It's the Bible. So all this diversity, the perfect uni unity of the Bible. Number three. The reliable transmission of the Bible. Now, we had in the past, we had a gap between, between 1,300 years of the oldest copy of the last book of the Old Testament. Let me repeat this. The last book of the Old Testament and the first copy, uh, first copy of this book, 1,300 or 400 years uh, gap. And then, I love this, God's uh, irony or sense of humor. A little boy, he was playing eight uh, miles from Jerusalem, northwest side of that sea, and he, he was um, a little shepherd with the sheep and the goats, and he was playing, throwing, chucking some stones, like boys they used to do. And these stones went in this cave, inside a cave. And he heard a third sound. <laughs> What's that? And then he went inside the cave to check. And he just discovered the greatest archaeological treasures in the modern history. The Dead Sea Scrolls. And then they start to, all these scholars from Jerusalem, everybody came. And the Hebrew scholars, they start to check. And in 11 different caves, 
they had copies from the two copies of the Isaiah in your Bible, this Isaiah, the whole book of Psalms, Leviticus, and thousands of fragments of the Old Testament. And when they put all together, in one day, they, they realized the astonishing occurrence of the Bible. And these fragments, they just pushed back the original scroll or the original copy of the book is 1,000 years, a millennium. So the transmission of the Bible through the centuries, since the original and since the Dead, Scrolls, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, is just perfect. We don't have nothing like the scriptures in the old ancient books in the history. So Homer, Iliad of Homer, and the moment that he wrote, and the first copy, you have 400 years of difference. Plato, 1,000 years. Caesar, 1,300. The New Testament, 50 years. So when someone talks to you saying, yeah, the Bible was written by men, they don't understand. We have in our hands the most perfect book in the history ever. And contains the word of God. You can give for someone in a prison house, in the jail. You can give for someone poetry and nice books. But if you give a New Testament for this person, you change the life totally. We keep seeing this. People born again, being transformed just with small portions of the New Testament and the Bible. But also have in the fourth place the scientific occurrence of the Bible. The scriptures. Now, we had in England this guy here. He was a great scientist. He died in 1903, uh, 1903 in Brighton. And he said something amazing. He said, everything in the universe, everything you can think or imagine, everything fits in one of these five categories. Time, force, action, space, or matter. Everything. Water, wind, tree, nature, time, your work, your speed. And, and, he, and he was right. And all the scientists, they had this like, like a, a great rule of this. But if you open today your Bible and you read the first, the very first line of this book. And you open the Bible, have Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We have the five elements here. In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. How did I not see this? I explained for you. So in the beginning, time, God is the force, created action, the heaven, the space, the earth, matter. What the Bible is saying, the whole universe, in the very beginning of the first line, intentionally, God put that to explain the existence of this planet. And the air you have in your lungs, in one Bible verse. So I'm just here to say that. This book is supernatural. This book can change lives forever. The book you have in your hands, we should love this book. Don't despise this book. Sometimes I feel so sad when people have four, five different colors and shapes of Bible on their shelves. They don't read. They spend two hours on Netflix. They don't read ten minutes with the family. This book can change your life. This book, how I keep saying for, for my girls at home, how many people died just for us to have a Bible in our apps. I was in Turkey a few days ago. You know this. 
and was trying to communicate at some point with the people in the hotel and uh, at restaurants and every place and the hospital we stayed. I have a Turkish New Testament in my phone. I didn't know that. I just changed the language. Was there? And more than this, I don't even to say. I just press one button. And the voice comes out speaking Turkish. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. And I listen to this. And show for the person. We are so blessed. And sometimes all of this makes us so lazy. So this book can change your life. So before... We have many opinions, ideas about church and spiritual life and, and talk, start to talk about this or that. Spend time with our Bible. Ask God's opinion. Jesus, what's your counsel for me? I want to spend. Guys, we are ending January. We are still in the very beginning of this year. Why do not start to read the Bible? The whole year reading the Bible. Read with your family. Put some discipline over there. It's the amazing book ever. Luther, he said, this book is alive. It speaks to me. It has feet. It runs after me. It has hands. It lays hold on me. There is a supernatural power of this book. This book saves, sanctifies, separates, purifies, convicts, comforts, and guides. This book is a fire in my bones. It's a hammer that breaks the rock. It's a sharp-edged sword. This book tells me who I am, my spiritual condition before God, my eternal condemnation or salvation. This book changed addicted, drunk people, and sober people, and pastors and missionaries from, from the streets. This book transformed a weak person, a strong one, prostitutes, and pure ladies. This book transforms the prideful man and a humble person. This book will help you to overcome your sins, your addictions, your fears, your anxieties. Sometimes I just have expectations to listen to something brand new and really nice who makes me feel happy from the Sunday morning service. But you are despising the book. We have in our hands in every language and color and for free in many places. There is supernatural power in the Bible. And my prayer is to see a new generation ablazed by the fire of God, loving the scriptures, reading the scriptures, teaching, preaching the scriptures, because we are in the last hour, first uh, John, near to Revelation. That little book has we are living in the last hour. Look all these numbers. Sometimes these numbers that I was talking to you in the very beginning, don't, don't, they just don't leave me in peace. They disturb my sleep. I was uh, in Turkey and I was hearing all the um, songs inviting people to pray five times a day. A huge mosque in every corner. And I was in my room and I was in my prayer moment asking, God, who you come here? Who you, who you, Speak the language, learn the culture, and preach for them. But in these days that I was there, I was there. Oh, but I don't speak the language. You have a phone? Yeah? So I have a phone? Oh, it's Turkish. I can, I can talk with people. Today so is the Great Commission. We have internet. We cannot be everywhere, but the internet is a great instrument of God. Before the gospel, 
God was preparing the world. We had Alexander the Great spreading one language in the whole ancient world, the Greek language in the Greek culture. Then we had the Roman Empire building streets and, and, and ships for people traveling the whole world, connecting the world and all the roads. And then came Jesus. The world was being prepared to receive the gospel. And then we have all these letters going different places in Europe. In Middle East and everywhere. Now, before the returning of Jesus, God is preparing the world with technology, with internet, with a new wave of missionaries, working digital marketing in the workplace, and a new generation. I've been hearing talking about the, the world situation of business people wants to give themselves for the mission, to reach and to plant churches in everywhere. It's a new wave. It's a new moment. Jesus Christ is returning. It's the same message. It's the same power. It's the same book. So, this morning, my hope and expectation is for you to receive a call from the Lord to return to the Scriptures, to spend time with Jesus, to memorize the Bible, to read and to understand what you have in your hands. I would like to pray with you. But I would like to pray, not ex exclusively, of course, but mainly for the new generation. For the teenagers. Maybe you have a grandson, a grandchildren, a granddaughter or a, a children to pray for them. Because they can take the message in places that we cannot. They can be there in the places that we are not. Uh, achieving. They can put the message on internet, on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. It's not entertainment. It's a great tool. If you, if you had the greatest message in the planet to change everything, and you had the most powerful channel of the communication, internet, just put there, and people will come. Could you stand for a minute, please? Lord Jesus, we don't want to see just people reacting emotionally, but people returning to the scriptures, loving the Bible, knowing more about you through the scriptures. We have a generation and a, a massive group under apostasy. Church is embracing many kind of different teachings and, and flags, which is not the flag of the gospel. Teachings on the internet and churches speaking and shooting against the Bible. People who doesn't love the Bible, but they have a new interpretations. But not, but not putting or honoring your word in the right place in their hearts but I pray in this morning asking you please Holy Spirit you are the author of this book bring back to our hearts the devotion to the scriptures the love for the scriptures the reverence with the scriptures we need men and women standing and preaching the gospel faithfully 
explaining the text because there is power in the gospel Lord Jesus we know it's not any kind of preaching that is the power of God but the gospel is the power of God for salvation because the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel please Lord Jesus make our homes our families families who honors the Bible who read the Bible who obeys the, the command, commandments from the, your, your teachings I pray for a new generation Lord Jesus the, the primary school secondary school university A levels and everywhere in a workplace walking with their Bibles in their phones in their hands doesn't matter but full of love for the scriptures full of God's fire because you said that your word is full of spirit and life and this local church Lord Jesus help us to honor the scriptures when we stand here in this platform to preach to preach faithfully to not just engage in new waves of the modern and fashion evangelicalism or just to preach the scriptures to be faithful to our call to be a remnant in this world in these days I'd love us to sing another song and then we stand a few minutes more praying okay let's sing